0: It's uh, I Miss My Pad. Welcome to the 60s, baby.
1: Well, it's, it's a very 60s California way of doing it. Yeah. Welcome to Pod Sounds, the podcast that breaks down the Beach Boys' seminal album, Pet Sounds. I'm Cecilia,
0: and I'm Gil. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back, indeed. I am so excited to be talking about the song that we're talking about today. It's one of my favorites on the entire album, and it's a it's a great song among the songs that I know in general. So I'm really I'm really pumped for this.
0: Okay, good because I, I I'll be honest, I I've mm-hmm. got hesitations, and so I'm. Uh, uh, so i'm I'm looking to you to win me over on this track that's not me.
1: Great no pressure at all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But before we go any further, in uh, in our first episode, we talked briefly about connections between Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys and Frank Sinatra. Something that I have some expertise in, and I mentioned the uh, the track from the uh, Beach Boys album "Adult Child." It's over now. That when Brian was writing it, he was kind of thinking. Of Sinatra as the person to sing it. Well, I've since come across two other connections between um, Sinatra and uh, the Beach Boys. And the first is on the Ill Fated Smile album, there is a brief instrumental. Version of the old master painter from uh, a song that uh, <laughs> Snooky Lanson uh, first recorded in 1949, and uh, Frank Sinatra. I don't
1: even know who that is.
0: Okay, well, it's Snooky Lanson. There you go. Look it up. Um, and uh, but Frank Sinatra in the modern era has recorded a version of it in 1949 as well. So there's that connection. And then the other connection, Charles L. Granada. A, a, a fine writer and a uh, a producer has two books in his uh, – well, he has more than two, but the two books that matter are, first, Sessions with Sinatra, Frank Sinatra, and The Art of Recording, and then in uh, – uh 2016, he put out a book on the recording of Pet Sounds called Wouldn't It Be Nice? So there you go. So you've got people writing about uh, Sinatra and uh, and the Beach Boys and specifically in the studio and specifically Pet Sounds and the old master painter. So there you go. There are a couple, uh, couple more connections.
1: Obscure references that lead from one <laughs> to the other.
0: Exactly, but
1: that's—I love deep cuts like that. That's okay, great. there you go.
0: Um, and I haven't—I haven't—I I, got to get the uh, the Granada book on Pet Sounds because if it's anything like uh, Sessions with Sinatra, it's going to be a great book. So, and probably something I should have read before doing this. But there you go. Sending people to—you to, didn't, uh, didn't
1: know. Before there you go. Listening.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: I bet that the sessions for Pet Sounds were just as interesting as Sessions with Sinatra.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure they were.
1: i still can't believe we're doing this oh, in a way <laughs> like pet sounds has like always been there in my life right and now here i am talking about it on a podcast i i never thought that that would be the thing that constituted my entry into this medium
0: i will say i would agree <laughs> i would agree with you so he and, said, uh, this that is,
1: makes two of us.
0: <laughs> and uh, just to give credit where credit is due, this is uh, this is your idea, and but I'm on board, so uh, it's a good one.
1: I do list myself as creator on my CV. This is the only track on the album where most of the instruments are played by the band members.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So we have Carl playing both lead and twelve string guitar. Brian plays bass and Hammond organ. Dennis probably does something with the drums. I don't entirely know if those were the two that kind of stuck out to me. And it it seems to me that whenever an instrument is really prominent, or like the, the part that Brian has written for it is really important, Brian plays the instrument himself. <laughs> uh, Mike sings lead on this one. This is his most prominent lead vocal yet on the album. And I mean, we're only on track three. Brian sort of joins him on the B sections, because he got sort of A sections and B sections. And Brian is is more prominent on those, but it's mostly Mike. So uh, shall we start the song? I Nobody can see me, but I'm grooving in my seat. <laughs> okay, so what is what's the most obvious difference so far between this song and the two we've heard previously?
0: Oh, if you're gonna put me on the spot like this, I'm going home. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I guess it's it's the lyric starts right away. okay
1: you're, See you gotta trust yourself. All right. immediate vocal entry there is no instrumental intro. All right. Yeah, you got it. You gotta believe in yourself.
0: Okay, thank you very much.
1: <laughs> and and what does Mike say? He says I have to prove that I could make it alone now. Making it alone, being you know without the buffer of an intro.
0: Ah, interesting.
1: It's made very literal in the arrangement, with without any support, without right. any backing. Listen to that organ. That is a great organ. I have an uh, an instrumental clip. very cool. Isn't it? Like, okay. We, uh, we are very familiar with the Roman Catholic experience and that organ reminds me of, okay, you've just gone to communion. You're going back to your pew. You're going to hang out for five minutes or whatever, before things start happening again. Uh, you're, you know, you're, you're technically meditating, but actually your mind is just wandering. And that organ is the, you know, whatever the organist is improvising, after the hymn and before they have to stop playing because you got to do the concluding rights. That's what that organ says to me.
0: Without the drums.
1: Without, well, yes, like, <laughs> without the percussion, of course. Like, like if I were an organist, I would definitely kind of work that that motif that the organ is playing into right. whatever I'm doing. But you know, I would just have to be careful not to give myself away by going bow, 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 down, bow, bow, <laughs> Um, and it re- it reminded me of your friend sneaking, you know, who was it, Peter Frampton? Oh,
0: yes. Yeah. In, uh, in high school. Yeah. There you go. Um, on the guitar. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. I can see oh, that. Oh, on the
1: guitar? Really? Yes. Yeah.
0: Because it was okay, it, For it was some reason, I
1: thought he was like, okay. No, no. Yeah. It, was, it
0: was the 70s. So we had guitar masses. I had to prove that I could make it alone now, but that's not me. I wanted to show how independent I'd grown now, but that's not me. I love the alone now and grown now.
1: Well, now is a common uh, sort of tail ender of Beach Boys phrases.
0: Right. But you've got the, you've, so you've got the rhyme, but the rhyme is, is two words, right? Not yes. just, uh, you know, so, uh, but, uh, but yes. Um, yeah, well,
1: that, that is a, that is a lyrical trend that they have established.
0: Right. It's also building on the previous songs, right? Yeah. This year, you know, this is about growing. This is, you know, building on what we've seen earlier and developing it further. And the fact yeah, that a, a different voice doesn't really matter.
1: But we're, so, we're sort of in the next phase. Yes. Because prior to now, we've sort of been in this place of stasis, if you will, wishing about what might happen, hoping for what could happen. And now here we are confronted with actual changes. Yes. And not really sure how to handle them. And the voice, as you pointed out in the last episode, really does matter. Because with Deep. Mike being yep. the lower voiced person that he is.
0: Yeah, and there you go. The deeper voice. The deeper voice. Hey, actually yes. rate Mike Love as a singer from a from from a singing standpoint. You know, from On what a, scale? as a as a s ai I don't know. I kind of whatever skill <laughs> you want to yeah, use.
1: I want to use. He is a good he he's not the best technical singer you've ever heard, but He is a good interpreter of lyric.
0: Okay. All right.
1: And that makes a big difference for a singer. A lot of singers sound very nice, but you can tell that they don't necessarily have any connection to the words that they're singing. Right. Okay. And, oh, I should have mentioned that Tony Asher wrote the lyric for this song. So Mike did not have a hand in it, but that is even more of a testament to him that, it sounds like he is very familiar with the ideas that are being expressed in this lyric. Cool. I've always liked, he, he has a very approachable voice. I like listening to him sing because his voice doesn't sound unattainable, you know?
0: Very much of a rock voice then. right? Yeah. Very no. much
1: of a rock okay. voice.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Uh, and i think that's what a lot of people have found appealing about his voice.
0: Okay, so he okay, so he has to so he's proving himself, right? So our right. our uh, our our protagonist if you will, um proving that he could make it alone, but that's not me. I wanted to yeah. do this, but that's not me.
1: Yeah, that's the end of each line. So right. it's the it's the conclusion, the inevitable conclusion that he returns to every time. And that will continue into the next verse when we get to that. But then, okay, so then we have sort of the second half of this verse as I could try to be big in the eyes of the world. What matters to me is what I could be to just one girl. Like, you know, I I could prove, I could attempt to prove my independence to everyone or I could make it more manageable, if you will, by attempting to prove it to the one person that I really care.
0: About. I, I could well. It's. I, I think it's also a, 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 ta- a, a being torn between career success, if you will, and personal satisfaction. Right. Personal. Mm. You know, kind of. Um, you know, I could be big in the eyes of the world. Right. You know, so I could be a, a, a huge star. I could be a. a, a oh, like I could try to be
1: big as in yes. famous. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. As opposed to what matters to me is what I could be to just one girl, and is that just one girl, you know, the addressee of "Wouldn't it be nice"? Or has has have they broken up one too many times? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. When I
1: heard when I heard "big," I thought grown up. Oh, no, you know, I, I could try I, to I be an adult.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that could be that too, and maybe that's that's the primary thing. I kind of did the career versus personal life split
1: which is legit too maybe, maybe that was the primary one the the great thing about lyrics is that they could mean something different to everybody
0: right as long as right but not just not although there can be many interpretations not every interpretation is uh fensible. i yeah, tell my students true. that all the time okay yeah there can be there can be multiple interpretations but not every interpretation is right or even could be right.
1: It's yeah, fair. You
0: know, so because you have to go back to this. You have to go back to yeah, it has to be rooted in the the text, whatever that text means. You know, what-
1: Right, So that's Brian singing in the second half of that, through sort of the the second line of that musical phrase. and it's cause cause the melody goes up there. right. I got it, guys. <laughs> I'm a little bit scared because I haven't been home in a long time. That's how I feel.
0: Uh, right. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I this song I I'm, I'm sure this song resonates with uh, with you there in in uh, in Deutschland, um, and so so he's gone away, right? He's he's in fact right. So he he wanted to, he had to prove himself um, and how independent he could be, and so he goes, but he's returned and he's now there's there's a right there the problem is is that when he left to prove himself. Right? And to show how independent he could be, right um, how much he'd grown up, he could have just he, he, he obviously um, abandoned that one girl in the in the uh, the previous section. right What matters yeah. to me is what I could be to just one girl. well, you needed my love and I know that I left at the wrong time. Uh, so yeah,
1: which might also harken back to you still believe in me at least with your reading of, you know, I know perfectly well, I'm not where I should be that being a physical place as opposed to a spiritual place.
0: Yeah. Right. So, uh, so yeah, so um, that makes all the more sense points for me.
1: So, um, so we're connecting the dots people. <laughs> You're hearing this right before your very ears. <laughs>
0: that's right in in real time as they say mm. uh, so so yeah so here right he's he's uh, um, as much as he you know kind of he and, and maybe that's the the, the the issue here. I had to prove it, right I, I wanted to show. I, and, and maybe I needed to show, but by my needing to do that, or my my needs, clearly interfered with your needs. And maybe yeah, that,
1: there was a that, conflict of interest. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. And and that's hard, but maybe maybe necessary, right? Medici- or, or maybe unavoidable. Maybe that's the the term I'm looking for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that I had to do this because I I, we, I couldn't you know and. We'll see as, as, this, as the song progresses. But I, I had to, but now I know that I left at the wrong time.
1: Yeah, and it's something that you can only know in hindsight. Right. You know, at, at the time I left, it seemed like the right thing to do, or it seemed like the right choice. But now, retrospectively, maybe it wasn't the right choice. Maybe it was the wrong time. And this is the, this is the entrance of the other voices, so they're all doing those oohs in the background. Oh right, okay. So maybe there's also you've got the from, from a textual standpoint, you've got the pull of the other people who kind of your your support system, like you know my family is back there too, and they're calling me back.
0: Right. Maybe. And then, and we'll <laughs> see. And we'll see those people in the next uh, next section as well.
1: Yes, we will. Okay, before we go any further, I have to comment on this percussion. This is a great percussion line. I love it so much. The the tambourine is it's stretched across each kind of two-bar phrase, I guess. It's alternating, it's sort of it's its syncopation lines up with the syncopation of the drum.
0: To what effect?
1: A likable one? Okay. An orally appealing one. I don't know.
0: Okay, all right, fair enough. I just, you know, I, I, I don't know if
1: it are... means anything. I don't know if it means anything in the larger picture. I just enjoy it a lot.
0: Okay, it's just these are things that that I would never notice, and so I I, I look to you, you know, I look to you for, okay, now that we've identified this, how can we add this up, right? So let's okay. Yeah. So is it it's 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 so. You said No, there- hang
1: on. Wait a minute. It's one, two, and, and one, and three, four. That's what it is. So two, two bars of four and the tambourine sort of hits different strong beats on each of those bars.
0: Okay. So what words is that hitting? Is that a fair question?
1: I don't think it's really about the words.
0: Okay. All right. Fair enough. So is it, but is it about, because now we, now we're shifting back to the, if, if we had the introduction of the voices, right, uh, in the last section, here we have my folks, when I wrote them, told yes. them what I was up to, said, that's not me. And so here you have his parents. And, and is this a, it's, it's, it's an intriguing line because yeah. you're not independent. You're, you can't make it alone. Is it you're, you know, you're not capable of that or is it, it's, that's just not you. You're not that kind of person to make it alone.
1: I Okay. I don't know that it has to do with the independence per se. I think it has to do with specifically what I was up to. So for instance, if we take the de- the definition of big that you mentioned being, you know, pursuing fame, you know, he's out on the road all the time. And and he informs them of those activities. Maybe that's what they're saying. Well, that that doesn't really seem to reflect who you are.
0: Okay, all I right. I think it has
1: more to do with the specific activities than with the general abstract notion of independence.
0: Gotcha. I've always I've always found this bad parenting. You <laughs> know, <laughs> um, you know, got it. Or, you know, kind of a sense of well, golly, you know, that's that talk about you know, bucking him up and and supporting him.
1: A lot of what my generation and younger generations today are sort of exploring is, you know, it it kind of used, there used to be this, this idea that maybe your family knew you even better than you did or knew what was best for you. People I know and kind of the general feeling amongst people my age and younger is that you know yourself better than anyone else. And... What, what you can try to get and what hopefully you will get from the people that you love most and trust most and want to have in your inner circle is that unconditional support. But they might not give it to you. And this is especially in regards to, you know, discovering your own identity in matters of gender presentation and sexual orientation. And you, not not everyone's going to understand that, but you kind of hope that the people who have been around you the longest and have known you the longest will stick by you
0: good point and and what's inter- but what's interesting here is they have reached the same conclusion that he has yeah. that's not me right so they clearly know him or, or or at least are saying the same things that he's saying so mm-hmm. is i mean of course the, the it could be is have they just you know has he just been so trained if you will yeah um that he's reaching the same conclusions that they that they are right that that's my
1: question are are they influencing him and his opinion of himself that's my big question
0: right i went through all kinds of changes took a look at myself and said that's not me
1: this is the biggest line for me And this is the line, I mean, I I talked earlier about some of those lines having, bearing particular relevance to my situation currently, but that line, I went through all kinds of changes, is the one that stuck out to my 11 year old ears. Think of every coming of age movie you've ever seen or novel you've ever read, it's linear. It's this person starts in one place, they go out and discover things about themselves and they end up happier than they were at the beginning. But this song was my very first hint that maybe life doesn't work that way. Maybe you can go out and try something only to discover that it does not authentically represent you. You know, if, if you do find yourself in that position, what do you do then? It's a disorienting, confusing, sometimes sad experience, mm. sometimes now, isolating.
0: What's interesting here, though, is that there is a change. There's a difference here than earlier. Before, it was, right, I had to prove that I can make it alone now, but that's not me. Here, in both instances, my folks, and I went through all kinds of changes, took a look at myself, and it's said, that's not me. Is it, you know, kind of, is it the truth? Or is that's just what, that's what's being said, Right, I mean, it's it's interesting that we've got this said here. My folks, when I wrote them, told I was up to said that's not me, and then I said that's not me. So is he just parroting them as opposed to kind of the, the clear statement, the direct statement, that's not me by yeah, saying? Well,
1: the idea of said, you know, that, that's that's performative. He's performing something, or they're performing something. You know, this pre- performing this decision. But does he really feel that way? Is that his genuine opinion?
0: Yeah, I. But it's just—it's just striking me that there's something here, and and the fact that the folk his folks said it, and then he says it, because I went through all kinds of changes, took a look at myself. Now is that taking a look at himself through the eyes of his folks? And coming, I
1: interpreted this as very physical. I went through all kinds of physical changes, took a look at myself in the mirror and said, that's not me.
0: Oh, okay. Like, you know,
1: so- I cut my hair and dyed it. Right. I, you know, got a tattoo or something.
0: I've just grown up. Yeah. Right. I've matured, I've, you know, I've grown into. I've,
1: I've grown into a man.
0: Right. And that's not me. But once again, it's not, and, and said, that's not me. Yeah. So Because of course, if he's looking in the mirror, that's him. And so, it's this saying that still kind of haunts me.
1: I... Uh, and we didn't talk about that last line. What's what's the line there? I miss Is... my
0: pad and the places I've known, and every night as I lay, lay there alone, I would dream.
1: Yeah, So so we're back to dreaming visualization or ideation of, you know, this is kind of what I always imagined my life would be like. And that there's a disconnect. This and, is not what it's like.
0: And lying there in bed talking on the phone or in the first song, right? Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. He's lying there in bed talking to her on the phone saying, wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to say goodbye, good night, that we'd be, yeah. you know, be here together. So, but he's, he's back here um, at his pad and he's still alone.
1: Uh, and I, I love the little guitar interjection. It's like a one note interjection right after the word alone, because it goes bing, uh, which people will hear when they listen. But I had not noticed that, I think, until I listened to it in stereo. And that's, that's sort of like that interjection of, you know, this this lone thought that kind of appears to me late at night because I have no one here with me and nothing else to occupy me. And that might be a stretch. Once again, maybe it's just an arrangement choice or an instrumentation choice. Maybe it was a mistake. <laughs> maybe no one was supposed to play at that point, and it just happened. Who knows?
0: And he said, "But Let's... I really like it." Yeah. Um...
1: And said, "Leave it in."
0: <laughs> and we continue. We also bring back the uh, um, "known alone that that own" um, rhyme from the yeah. the very beginning. Alone. Grown, known—that's that's a that, you know another sound that uh, it's pervades the song. And I love the very 60s uh, word pad. I miss my pad in the places I've known.
1: Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. I was today years old when I found out that it was that and not bed. I thought it was I miss my bed, but I also think that it was because the very next line is every night as I lay there alone. Ah, right. So we're already thinking about a bed.
0: Right. But to have the alliteration of pad in places. So there you go. True. His his pad may very well have been just a, you know, futon on the floor anyway. So, you know.
1: A literal pad.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, Okay, so then this next part. I once had a dream, so I packed up and split for the city. This to me seems very – it seems like it was an impulsive choice. You know, I had a dream, and I think also the word split implies a very quick decision. You know, I I just packed a bag and left.
0: But he did it because he had to prove that he could make it alone. Right? Right. I mean, so – Um, But yeah, you're right. It wasn't a, okay, let's, uh, well, I'll do this in three months from now. And in the meantime, I'll, you know, prepare for the trip, etc.
1: It could be, you know, I've been thinking about this and, and dreaming about this for who knows how long. I'll do it one day. I'll do it later. You know, kind of putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And then one day he wakes up and realizes how much longer am I going to wait. He's been thinking about it in the long term. But the choice he makes to act on it is very short-term.
0: Okay, I'm 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 on board with that. And split, yeah. Once again, another very uh, very sixties word, but but yes, it implies a uh, a, a suddenness.
1: Yeah, an abrupt yes. sort of about face.
0: Right. And just as quickly as he as he um, set off, mm-hmm. he soon found out that his lonely life wasn't so pretty.
1: Which is a good, I mean, with with a word like city, what else are you going to rhyme it with? Right. So I have a feeling that the word pretty came first in the composition of the next line. And then Tony Asher's like, okay, what can we say in this line to make it make sense?
0: <laughs> or, I mean, is, is city, you know, kind of, once again, if the implication is I want to be big, then you got to go, you got to go to the city, right? Mm. You can't, you can't yeah. hang out in a small town. Right. Ask yeah. John Mellencamp. Um, right. Um, you got, you know, Although you gotta, he still
1: lives in a small it's, town.
0: It's true, but he, he still cares decided about
1: never to leave Indiana forever.
0: Exactly. But he but he he, he he you know, it still matters what's happening in the city. And you got to go there if you, you know, if you, if you want to be big, you have to go there. And once you're big, then you can go back to uh, the, the home you know, small town. But anyway, but I do think and, and I think, you know, the city is attractive. The city is. Um, glitters and all of that, you know, the city is, is all, you know, the bright lights and all of that stuff. And you realize that, you know, not all that glitters is gold, right? You know, and and so um, Going all underneath, on us. yes, and now so, <laughs> so all the, you know, kind of everything that the city offers, um, well, maybe it's not everything it seems. And so, just like, that's not me, well, maybe, you know, and And because I'm not like that. I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't meant for the city.
1: I love that show. That's not Raven. (laughs) Although that, that doesn't even make sense because the show is set in San Francisco. Oh, there you go. Definitely Uh, a city.
0: So, yeah. So, and, and there's that loneliness again, right? Yeah. Um, And that's, and that, and well, and then kind of going backwards too, he set off. And then found out he didn't like it. And then, before he came home, or, or right as he was coming home, he was scared about returning too. This is, you know, this this song is just filled with uh, with emotions. For goodness' sake, yeah. You know, you've got and that
1: conflicting I, emotions, emotions right. that sort of double back on themselves.
0: Right. I need to go. I need to go. And when I go, I'm I could be hurting you because you need me right now. But I gotta go. And that's also the splitting, right? To kind of like, well, couldn't he have hung around a little bit longer until uh, you needed my love, right, at that point? Well, maybe I sh- could have stayed for a little longer, whatever, helped with whatever, or got that straightened before I had o- headed off. But I didn't. I, I yeah, left. Or,
1: or figured out what you wanted.
0: Right, right. But, okay, so I soon found out that my lonely life wasn't so pretty. I'm glad I went, now that I'm much more sure that we're ready.
1: No, now I'm that much more sure that we're ready.
0: Oh, you're right. Okay.
1: So, you know, having to prove something, this idea of having to prove something to himself, it's not just the self-sufficiency factor. It's also you know, am I ready to commit to this person? And I have to separate myself from them for a while in order to be really sure of that. This split this uh venture off wasn't a total bust
0: no and I mean and and I mean even from the very beginning where where he said that's not me, I would think that would be uh, a, a win right there. If you know something you know, oh I'm going to do this, and I did it, and now I know that's not me, that's a win
1: That's important to know what is not right for you as it is to find out what is right you know I've finding
0: you know that road not taken kind of thing well i'm going to take that road and and maybe it's the wrong one and maybe i'll have to turn around and go a different way uh, but there you go isn't what the poems about at all but that's beside the point
1: Robert Frost if you want to come on the pod and <laughs> tell us what the poem is about
0: we'll take you we'll t-
1: and Brian sings that line because once again it goes up into that melodic space that is more within his range right so you know that much more sure that we're ready. That is a continuation of the ideas that he's expressed in the previous two songs.
0: I do like the rhyme of "ready" with "pretty" and "city."
1: Yeah, that's good. Once again, you, you run out of rhymes, so you have to like you run out of exact rhymes. So you- right,
0: but that's what that's what lyricists do. They yeah, are, I mean,
1: Kitty. Cole Porter straight up made things up. <laughs> Hot shot, shot shornia.
0: That was Ira Gershwin.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> contemporaries
0: that's true
1: love the call and response of the voice and guitar That guitar line the bum 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 bottom like i i love that those two things happen in alternation you've got the vocal line and then you've got this response and then you've got the vocal line the bass is also doing really interesting things sort of underneath everything they're kind of these little two or three note interjections that you don't really notice if you're not listening closely so I like I like those as well they I think sort of come to the foreground in that less instrumentally busy section mm-hmm.
0: Um, and this, right? And and this is our you know, this is our refrain, I guess. Um and this is it's okay. as
1: close to a refrain as we're gonna get.
0: Right. And this is my this is my problem with the song. I keep mm-hmm. wanting and and once again, I'm I you know, I kind of put myself in the uh uh in the in the space of a capital um
1: suit executive.
0: Yeah. And say, uh oh, this ain't a single. I'm not gonna what are we gonna do mm-hmm. with this song? Because I keep I keep wanting I, I I at various points in the song, I want I want a, a real chorus. Um and I don't yeah. get it. Um and it's frustrating. Um and that's you know, and so um I I now I I I appreciate the you know kind of because it's it's all jumbled right because the emotions are jumbled right I wanted to prove myself I wanted to see what I could do and I'm realizing what I what I want to do what I can't do if you will um, because it's not me I'm sort of you know I'm 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 struggling with this this relationship right I abandoned you because the question is. Is she still available? Is she still ready? I mean, because remember, you needed my love and, and I left at the wrong time. Well, is she yeah. still there waiting for him? Um, maybe she's moved on. So I, Well, heck with you, right? I needed you then. You're not, you weren't there. Um, don't expect me to be around when you come back. For as much as he's grown in a sense of knowing himself, etc we don't necessarily, we don't necessarily have a a conclusion, right? We don't have a, a nice tidy. And now I'm back and you're with me and life's going to be good.
1: And I think from a lyrical perspective, that makes total sense that, you know, I I went out and tried this thing. And the only thing that I really found out was that, uh, was that I'll be ready to commit to you. If in fact I come back and you are still waiting for (laughs) me, but but now now I'm here and the only thing that I can be sure of is this repeating thought. This, you know, I once had a dream, so I packed up and split for the city, but I soon found out that my lonely life wasn't so pretty. And I don't know what happens next. I don't know what is available to me now, right. either from a resources perspective or from a person romantic perspective. And and so all I can be certain of is is so, sort of the negatives, like what's, what's not true as opposed right. to what is true. Right. But that lyrical nuance is not going to make any difference to a capital suit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even like, cause I think usually it's okay. What are the singles on this album? This one, this one, this one, because they're the, they're the catchiest, but yeah. you didn't have songs that couldn't be singles. Right, you know, in yes. most albums, right? Okay, maybe it's okay. It's kind of filler, or it's just you know the the melody or the the um, the chorus isn't catchy enough, whatever. But it it wasn't well. But we don't. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't hang together as a single. That I I think that was rare. Um, sure. Leading up to this point. The
1: Beach Boys always pushing boundaries.
0: There you go. And it's funny because I do think that I kind of, there, there are times when I, I want it to go up and it's Mike Love again, right? And it, and it kind of hangs down there, right? So, because yeah. uh, I would think it, the, the chorus would be, you know, uh, 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 you know, in a higher register or just a, a more buoyant sound than we get yes. at any point here.
1: Yeah, but it, I mean, it's a non-chorus. in a way like it's it's sort of a refrain more than a chorus but it isn't even really that so from a from a pop music perspective you're not really sure what to make of it
0: yeah because it doesn't even bring back that's not me you know that was the (laughs) you know that's the closest thing to okay so let's and no because then it shifts into this i once had a dream so i packed up and (laughs) split for the city it's like what's that that kind of would have made more sense at the very beginning. I once had a dream, and so I, I I packed up and split for the city. I soon found out that my lonely life wasn't so pretty. I had to prove that I could make it alone, right? But that's not me. So it's almost so basically, like
1: basically this, this song is backwards.
0: Yeah, it's like maybe it, maybe see this is where you have to. The Beatles heard this and say, you know what? Let's play a song backwards and see what happens <laughs> because it's like it's uh. So, so yeah,
1: you wrote it. We are going (laughs) to actually just play the song backwards and guess what? It's I'm only sleeping. The song that goes wrong for me, apropos of nothing in a way, but Carly Simons, that's the way I've always heard it should be. I think that most of the song is perfect, but I have one really big problem with it. And that's the line at the end of the chorus that says, we'll marry. Because it's not the conclusion that you come to at the end of every chorus, only to then go back to what you were saying in the next verse. Right, the only place where that line makes sense is in the fi- it's the final time at the end of the song. Gotcha. Like it's the conclusion that she comes to after much deliberation and well, here are all the reasons that I don't want to do this, but whatever I give up, let's get married.
0: But that right. but there therein lies the tyranny of the pop song right? In the pop song format. You're absolutely correct, right? That um, you're, you know, that it doesn't make sense. But if in a, in a good pop song, you're, you know, by the end, you're singing that chorus along with the, you know, because it's, it, you've heard it enough and you can sing along. So you got to have, you got to have the chorus as the chorus um, from that first, first time you hear it. You can't be changing things, or at least that's the way it used to be. Right now, you can pretty much do anything you want.
1: Well, that's—I was just going to say—I'm glad that we've moved out of that. Yeah,
0: that's uh, right, that's and, and that know. certainly is an advancement in the—you uh, know—kind of the, the realm of pop music. There's a lot more um, leeway, and songs are longer than two and a half minutes, too. Right, so yeah. all sorts of possibilities have, have happened because of albums like Pods, uh, Pods, Pet out. <laughs> Of course, that's the way I've always heard it should be is after this. But it's not like, right. oh, well, everybody heard Pet sound and said, great, we don't have to write pop songs anymore.
1: Yeah, well, and I'm, no one even said that after, after Dylan was already releasing five-minute songs. You know, because it still took, it was almost like, okay, he opened that door for a little while, but then the door closed again. And then it wasn't until like the mid-70s or so, like Bohemian Rhapsody was too long was considered too Mm -hmm. long by a lot of people to be played on the radio and you know but we had already seen this problem 10 years ago
0: right 10 and the and the five minute song wasn't getting wasn't making am radio right you know dylan dylan you know dylan was on fm radio in those you know deep cut shows kind of thing but uh um he wasn't he wasn't uh top of the charts top of the single charts
1: weird song (laughs) it is it is but i i mean i still love it i think and i mean the lyric was just so different from any lyric i had heard up until that point in my life that i i sort of developed an attachment to it
0: yeah i can i can i can see why you know as a pop song it just has always been frustrating to me
1: Hmm. so
0: because it's not yeah. So that's, so that's that, but, but, uh, Maybe
1: they wanted people to hear the song and go, that's not a pop song. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was very meta.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, or, I mean, it's, it's Brian writing, but that's not me. Right. I don't, I'm, I'm yeah. tired of, I'm, you know, I'm tired of these, uh, of the,
1: um, AM radio stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of these, uh, of, of what I've been writing and, uh, um, I, I wanted, you know, I, I could try to make it big, right, uh, in the eyes of the world, but not not so much anymore. I don't want to do that. I want to I do stuff for just one girl. And maybe, maybe that's an actual person. Maybe that's his ideal audience, right, his ideal reader, that person in his head, um, whatever.
1: Yeah, well, and I think that the next track that we talk about next week will elucidate some of that. All right. It will at least give us more of a perspective. It might not give us an answer, but it will give us a perspective from which to consider this confusing post-adolescent statement. All right. Um, and, you know, post-adolescent confusion never sounded so good, <laughs> in my opinion.
0: I would agree. With that Hammond organ and the percussion. With that
1: Hammond organ!
0: And that little Even
1: junior thing organ
0: ding of uh, of a guitar,
1: uh, and I do just have to share this uh, comment from a Genius user quote: "This is one of the most catchy songs I have ever heard." And you know, Genius user, catchiest. I agree that's with it. you.
0: Yeah, catchiest.
1: Well, that's why I said quote because they said <laughs> most catchy. And again, <laughs> they're trying to pay it a compliment. That's Don't right. Have- don't dunk on them. <laughs> Come on, let people have their things. Um, All but right. That's where you would put the little seek in bracket. Right,
0: right. Yes, I don't think it's. The, I don't think it's even the catchiest, uh, the most catchy song on the album.
1: Well, fine. That's your opinion. Okay. I don't. I don't think so either. It's not. I mean, I love this song, but it isn't my favorite song. And when we get to my favorite song. You're going to know it's my favorite.
0: I'm sure we will.
1: Uh, But it is a song that I have always had an affinity for and that has always spoken to me in a way, directly, in a way that not all the songs on the album necessarily speak to me directly.
0: Right. So I now imagine, right? So when did you say this song struck you the most?
1: It, it, It was within... The first few listens of the album, we would listen to it in the car sometimes. I know, right? Like on road trips or things right. like that. Yeah. So you know, I was eleven, maybe twelve <laughs> at the oldest.
0: Because I'm, I, I, you know, I mean, I guess I've always known this, but clearly, when we're driving in the car and there's music, uh, you know, kind of, um you know, coming out of the speakers, you're listening and hearing things in a. Just in a very, very different way, and this is from the beginning than I was. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, uh, you're you're the Frankenstein, and I'm the monster. <laughs> what the environment in which, in the the context in which I was exposed to music like this, obviously, like you weren't driving around when you when, you know you weren't riding around in a car when you were 11, listening to some songs on CD.
0: Right. True.
1: And experiencing them in the same way. And also, I mean, you being the driver from a physical (laughs) perspective, there's only so much you can be thinking about. Well, you know, what what was that tambourine line?
0: Good point. Because you're going to run a red light or crash into someone. That's true. That's true. But I am glad that
1: I had the privilege and had the space. To think about these things, and also the education, because I've had more musical education than you've had That's from true a too. formal perspective. Right. Um, so I I was afforded the opportunity to think about these things in a way that you were not.
0: Yeah, and even at eleven, you had better uh, better uh, musical um, education formally than I did probably. Um, but I because well, I, I got know, my
1: I'm... start on the stage earlier than you did.
0: That's true too. But um, because I can imagine, I can imagine you, and I'm glad you didn't. But it's like, oh, Dad, could you replay that? Because I, I want to listen to that tambourine <laughs> line again. That's uh, that would have been that would have been so cool. But Key was all of those carousel music uh, cassette tapes. That is when I think you really sort of started hearing lots of different uh, lots of different lines of uh, of music. That's that's my that's my take.
1: Yeah, you've said that before. Yeah. Um, Not on I the think, podcast, I mean, though. <laughs> no, I, I mean, in life, that is a, a sentiment that you have expressed several times. I think I even put it in a, a personal essay that I workshopped in college once. Oh,
0: there you go. Good.
1: Um, in fact, that might even have been a personal essay that was later published in an online literary magazine. I'll have to go back and look. <laughs> that that Wurlitzer organs is a thing of wonder. Yeah. And I, I think that it's a very Brian Wilson instrument.
0: Very much so. Very much so. And certainly the kinds of things that you, you probably, I mean, I'll have to listen more carefully to Smile again and see, because uh, if it's going to be anywhere, it's going to be on Smile.
1: I should just spend more time listening to it.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's, this, is, this has uh, encouraged me, let's put it that way, this little undertaking that you have uh, invited me into.
1: Thank well, you, by the way. What can, what can I say? Oh, well, thank you for joining. I appreciate your flexibility because you didn't think that's what this was at first. <laughs> well, I, I thought I had made myself clear. And then I didn't... And, and you seemed to sort of jump on board with it. And I thought, great. Like, that didn't take any convincing. I thought that it might, you know, depending on how much you had to do at the end of your semester and everything, I thought, you know, I, I might have to... Sell this a little bit, but then it appeared that I didn't have to. And I thought, <laughs> well, that's great, uh, which then turned out to be next time we spoke that you had misinterpreted the idea of the podcast. And I've I've mentioned it to other people, and they've said, oh, so are you going to do a different album with every episode? And I said, no the the entire thing is about this one album, and that's because you know I've I've heard and enjoyed other podcasts that do the one album and episode format. Right. And that was not something that I wanted or not something that I wanted to do right away anyway, because this is the first the first podcast that I've ever done. But it's also I have had all of these thoughts about this album accumulating in my brain for such a long time that I, I thought, what, what better way to organize those thoughts and put them out there?
0: Yeah. And when you do the one album and out, yeah, you don't get to listen to the ham and organ section right? So True. that's the beauty of this. And, and who should we be thanking? We should be thanking our listeners now on week five or episode five. So
1: thank you all for being here. I, I will note that this is probably not a companion song to the song This Is Me, which is the song that Demi Lovato sings at the end of Camp Rock. The first, the first Camp Rock, not the one with the great Nick Jonas song.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: Which is Camp Rock 2 the Final Jam.
0: <laughs> okay. I I say let's get out while we can before we uh, before this devolves even but more. This is
1: our Camp Rock 2 the Final let's... Jam podcast.
0: Okay. And I'll pass on that Listen one.
1: Listen for that later on. Okay, so.
0: yeah. I, I think I'll I'll pass on that one.
1: You'll just be here for the part where we talk about introducing me.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: The, the great song. It is. Nick Jonas is oh. What would you say if I said Nick Jonas was the Brian Wilson of our generation?
0: I would say you're crazy. I would He's say in a
1: family band.
0: He is in a family band. That's about it. And he was he was actually one of the people interviewed in the Bee Gees movie that uh, HBO just made. Um, oh, really? Because yeah. So as and I think the idea was singing with brothers. Hey, let's get uh, let's yeah. get Nick Jonas. So
1: well, then let's sign off so I can go watch that movie.
0: There you go. All right. Thank you all. Until next time, this is Gil.
1: And this is Cecilia. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Pod Sounds. We're glad you're here. Subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. You can find us on Insta at pod underscore sounds underscore podcast. You can find me at CM Giglio. And you can find Gil at CT Halfwit. I've been your co-host and producer, Cecilia Gelati. See you soon.